Hey, God is alive, even at Camp Crystal Lake. I had to, I'm sorry. I know that was kind of corny and cliche, but it is what it is. We back. I got the tea again, the best in the world. Best cup of Earl Grey, bring the horns in. Yeah. Sorry about last week. I was in it, and I could use your prayer. Man, I survived. Bible hermeneutics. That was rough. If you can survive uh, Bible hermeneutics, you can survive getting punched in the face by Superman. It's that rough. Every week a paper was due. And I walked out of there with a whopping B+. Nothing to write home about, but you know, hey, I did it. I'm glad you guys are tuning in. I have a very interesting conversation with a gentleman going by the name of Dr. K. Very good friend of mine. We served together uh, in Afghanistan and he is a doctor. Well, by the time you hear this, he should be a doctor, but he's been going through med school for the last decade. So, I mean, I don't care what you say. The dude's like two weeks away from getting his official title of doctor. But it's Dr. K today, and we're going to do this. Because health is wealth, my friends. Health is wealth. Let me sip some of this good tea, and we'll get right to it. Yeah. I hope... All of you are excited for this because I am. We're going to be tackling some pretty cool topics. We're going to be talking about just overall physical health and what that all applies to in terms of being Christian. We talk about, you know, that just having that spiritual health, right? Growing in God. We have to keep focus on maintaining our, our actual, our physical health. Our physical health. That's important. That's key here. You know? This tea is delicious. This tea is great. I love it. Yeah. Let them horns right out. We'll pick up on this thing. Let's go right into prayer. God, you are an all-providing and ever-loving God. I pray that this episode delivers the intended message without delivering harm or hurt. Open our hearts so that we can see past the controversies of health and feel the love. I pray for the health of all Christians, God. I pray the Holy Spirit filled them with motivation and desire to remain here longer, stronger, and full of vigor. Remind them, Father, why you sent your Son to earth. Remind them of his accomplishment by defeating death and charging us with the mission of spreading the gospel. I pray this in your name. Amen. I chose a rap quotable, and it goes a little something like this. Seven days in a week, eat a steak, every plate, it's a feast. Watch your weight, no mistakes in the least, or else you too will dig a grave with your teeth. That's from Fonte Coleman, Mr. Tigolo, Mr. Fontigolo, and Tigolo for Dolo. That is Fonte Coleman, everybody. 
one-third of the littlest of brother. He also says, another cool one, our biggest fears were shots or armed robbery. Now the biggest fears are clots in oncology. Seems like theme when you get older. I want to talk about how God blesses us so we can go and reach to others. I'm going to start right with John 20, 20 through 22. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and said, the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Lord Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. We're talking about using our blessings that God gives us to go forth and reach to other people. To expand the kingdom of God as envisioned by Christ Jesus, the commission. As all of wonderful that may sound, a thing that we I can't stop leaving my mind, it can't, it just doesn't escape is the fact that we get filled with the word of God and charged to go forth and spread the word, the gospel, the living truth that is the teachings of King Jesus. But what fails to gather my mind is, is the vehicle that delivers the message. That's our bodies. Our bodies have to be as healthy and as conditioned, as hardened as our spirits. And I think that if we don't take care of the vehicle, the message will not be delivered. And that does not sit right with me. Luke 24, 45 through 49. Then he opened their mind so that they could understand the scripture. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the, for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus is speaking to the disciples right before he commands them to go. And speaking of go, that goes right into Mark 16, 15. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And then to end this, I want to Quote Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. There's one word in here that reaches out to me, and it's, that's the word go. Jesus told the disciples to go, go forth. Make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. But again, as I said before, we have to go physically. We have to maintain that physical health. So Dr. K is going to give us a couple words. Uh, this is a recorded interview. I broke this down into two parts. So part one, we're going to be speaking more so just on the physical health in terms of 
the biggest issue in America that happened that was exacerbated during the pandemic, and that is obesity. Obesity sounds like a very scary word, but it's a medical term that's used. I do not mean to offend or cause any type of mental harm or scarring. I love you. I love you with all of my heart. And I want to bring and keep as many of you here with us to help in the fight, in the commission, commanded by King Jesus to spread the gospel because we need you. So without further ado, I give you guys the interview. All right. uh, Thanks for tuning in again. This is a special edition of the White Rabbit Podcast. I am back with a good friend of mine, Dr. K. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you, Marcus? Good morning. Uh, hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning for me. Yeah, good morning for you. Afternoon for me. I've got it going. Got some, some stuff going on. Really busy. So, what brings you to the show? I think, so we have some some earlier stuff that I haven't produced yet. I haven't put it down, but it's coming. Check it out. Um, so, what, so, what brings you in today? Um, you know, I think we're, we're friends for a long time. You said you're doing this podcast and, uh, I don't know, we were kind of talking about, you know, the last two years in the COVID-19 pandemic and, um, I don't know, different other health problems that have, you know, gotten worse during that time. And, uh, right. you know, I, could, I think we're both interested in that and just kind of right. wanted to break that down. That's awesome. Uh, so I was doing, when I was, when I did the the second episode podcast and I was breaking down all of the statistics about that. I, the, the feedback that I got from people was they had no idea. And then there are people who kind of knew about it, but they didn't know that it mm-hmm. was exacerbated to that degree. And so you bring some data outside of, you know, that, that realm. And guys, we're going to be talking about, what happened during the pandemic, but we're not ever going to talk about the pandemic because that's that horse has been beaten into the ground. Mm-hmm. And we think there are, there, there are a ton of things that happen around or that ran parallel to the pandemic that were not even uh, identified or really addressed or people's eye were so focused and, you know, fixed upon, all of the drama surrounding the pandemic that they really missed um, some nuanced things. So where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I think just starting, you know, with, uh, I think, a major problem during the pandemic was, well, let's talk about, like, we talked about these statistics and how people just, you, they don't know them. I, there's not, it's not getting co- coverage. I mean, COVID-19 has been covered extensively. It should, it was, it was, um, you know, it's a dead, it's, it's a deadly virus that has, you know, made a lot of people sick and has killed a lot of people. I think we're in the U S um, like over 900,000 people have died of COVID. And of course there's, the, there's some issues with those statistics on with COVID versus of COVID, but that's, uh, that's a whole that needs like a whole other podcast. That's a whole yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. go into that right now. <laughs> but um, I think you know one thing that you know has not gotten coverage on you know 
the main like mainstream media uh, outlets is the increase in other uh, significant um, health problems, you know, during the pandemic that, uh, you know, were, ex- I mean, these problems have been going on for years. I mean, it, it's right. really, and when I'm, the main problem I'm talking about is the, you know, increase in obesity and, you know, the United States. And um, I think like that, that word obesity, I think a lot of people, you know, get turned off by that. They just don't want to address the problem. And um, also I like, it's, it's kind of like a sharp word. It's like, it's, it's right, very right, cutting. Right, right. I think right. people find it, you know, offensive and off-putting and they kind of shut down when they, when they hear that term. But I just want people to, you know, realize that it's a medical term. It's just, you know, a, a, a term we use for someone that has a body mass index over 30. It's not meant to offend anyone. Just like hypertension isn't meant to offend anyone. Right. Or diabetes. It's just the term we use. And that says nothing about you as a person or, you know, you spiritually or, you know, it has has nothing it's not meant to make you sad or put you down it's just it's just a medical term that we use right i totally agree with that yeah i want people to keep that in mind you know because i will be using that term and that's it's not meant to you know offend you or try to put you down and i think that you know people to you know if if you do fall in that category you know that's okay I think in you know the way that we live nowadays it's 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 really easy to you know fall into that category. Well, let's talk right there. How did you how did you get into let me back up. So with the pandemic, right? We're talking about mm-hmm. just general obesity. Yeah. It's easy to surmise that it was exacerbated because we were forced to quarantine. We were forced to stay indoors and people were trying to figure out different ways to work out. I mean, I, for one, I put some pounds on, man. Like I swelled up. I was mm-hmm. super swollen. And it was just because of the fact that I was trying to figure out different ways to stay healthy and stay fit. But, you know, going to the grocery store and I had my kids at my house. I had some of my, I mean, my buddies, he had his kid here. His childcare just shot all the way up. And then here I am watching these kids 24-7. I can't work out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of the assistance that my children needed in their homework, I wanted to be present in their life. And so things kind of fell to the wayside. And then to top it off, you know, just going off what everyone else is thinking, I can just order the food in. And then you couple that with poor exercise I mean, it was almost written in the card. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very unfortunate that that happened. You're right. I mean, that's. I mean, that is, you know, the major reason why um, during the COVID pandemic, in obesity rates increased dramatically. Um, so, what are the numbers of like? Uh, I'm the BMI. Uh, the rates for you know obesity doubled during the pandemic. Um, amongst adults and in you know children uh the i mean there's it's this is still being studied but um most studies i've looked at showed an increase from like 13 12 percent 
which is like the national average to around 15%, okay. which is a big deal. I mean, you know, if you think you can look at that and be like, oh, it's only like four or five percent increase, but in a population of like 300 million, you know, you're looking at, you know, a 12 million children now have obesity. Okay. So it's so, uh, it's a, it's a huge it's a it's a huge problem. Okay. So um, where do you want to go forward mm-hmm. with uh, the these statistics? So so we're we're identifying them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some healthy ways in both adults and children to kind of just reduce. And the thing about it is that it doesn't take you know, an, an overhaul of, of, you know, starving or, you know, working people out to death and stuff like that. It's, it's the little steps to like to me, to me, what happened with me and, and my, my little, you know, journey, quote unquote, um, I was, I was, I was heavier and I was out walking around and kind of like the weight kind of started to fall off a little bit. And, and then to top it off, everyone who I knew, including myself was like, <laughs> Beer was like beer and alcohol consumption shot up for everyone around us. You know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. more we got outside, like I, I just felt the urge to just want to go run. And I just started yeah. to run more often. And it just, you know, over time, the weight fell off and it didn't take very long. So you're a doc. What's your recommendation for adults and both children? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the recommendation is to get 30 minutes of of exercise a day and um define that 30 minutes because yeah 30 minutes like hard breathing you know you're getting you're getting a sweat that's that's kind of what you're looking for um but you know some some that some people need you gotta you gotta start small i think and some people i agree be a brisk walk and you can kind of you know gradually increase that as as time on so you know, don't be intimidated by, um, you know, this, the 30 minutes a day that you don't have to be, you know, sp- sprinting out of the gate, just, you know, just if, whatever, if you're doing something that that's good and just try to right. gradually increase that over, over time. So that, that's the, that's the big thing. And then, um, just kind of looking at, uh, like a diet's also a, a major factor, which, um, we can, I think there's a, a lot of things you can look at there in terms of the, you know, the food that's being pushed on us, the, right. um, what foods are getting heavy subsidies and what foods aren't, you know, the scarcity of healthy food versus, you know, the prevalence of really unhealthy food and kind of like the, you know, the money behind that. And, right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. that, that's a whole that's a whole thing but um like because of all these factors it's 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 tough to get access to good healthy food and i think you just have to really make that a priority in your life you know going which it, it takes time and effort and and money which is something these are all things that most of us don't have because we're busy and we you know have families and we have jobs um, that's a great question. I, I, that's a great thing. What you just said, I, I, I want to follow up with this. So <clears throat> you said cost money and, you know, all the subsidies and what's going on, you know, what's being pushed on us 
and things of that nature. If you could name, like, just just overall in general, what would you mitigate? But I want to focus on the fact that you said priority. Making it a priority is, like, half the battle. Yes. In my opinion, yep. like like making it a priority is half of the battle. Um, if you could say, "Hey, don't," I would say nutritionists, doctors across the board would agree on, you know, minimizing or removing X out of your diet. What would that be? Yeah. So starting off, it would be soda pop. Some cola, wherever where you right. wherever you you call it in in the in the U.S. kind of varies on your location. Where I'm from, right. we call it pop. Yeah, it's kind of pop. Where, where, yeah, because it pops. It pops. It makes, it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, starting what about there. Dyke? What about diet pop? I, I would just, I mean, if you want to, if you want to transition to that, you know, that's that's better. But still, diet pop is pretty high in sodium. What would Which, you replace it with, in your opinion? In my opinion, uh, ideally, just you know, water. You know, water. That's that's the that's the life life force. That's the life. I, force. I know, I know, brother. But but like, but, uh, you... but there's a, there's like seltzers that have really nothing in it that are carbonated. If you want that, if you want that little the fizzy lifting. Yeah, fizzy yeah, yeah. Lifting. What about uh, those um those those sugar free um you know you squirt them in your water to cut. Put some flavor into it. Yeah, those are good too. You know, those are good too. Um, just, just taking out that. I mean, it's a significant. If you look at, it's a significant. Um, you're taking out a significant portion of, of sugar and calories just by cutting down. I mean, generally people will lose ten pounds if they cut out soda, and you, people like people don't realize how much they drink. And I, I one thing I would, I would kind of also recommend with any of these diets is you know try to reduce it gradually because um you know i i think another aspect and this is i think a whole other podcast is that you know the the amounts of sugar that are in these drinks and foods are addicting you know they get we are addicted to it so if you try to you know cut it off cold turkey you're not going to feel good you're going to be more likely to go back to it to you know make yourself you know feel <laughs> like sitting with the shakes. Yeah, <laughs> well, not, but like people like people get like brain fog and they're like, oh, it's just you know, I, I they have the cravings for it and it's it's hard to uh, you know if you, you have a hard day you know with family work and you're just like, well, you know, I just this get, this gets me through. It's yeah, totally perfect example of that is is like me with coffee right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wake up in the morning. Uh, Ray gets the kids ready. I take them to school and then I, I drop them off before I go to the gym. I'll get a caramel macchiato from Starbucks. It's, it's going down. It's going mm-hmm. down because when I get home uh, from everything else in the day, pick the kids up, get the house prepared. And I'm just holding the lines until reinforcements, i.e. my wife comes home. And then I can turn and focus on college and then do that and then kind of pivot back to the kids and family and spend time with them. And then they go to bed. Then I'm back towards college working that out. And by the time mm. I get to bed, it's like 10, 11 o'clock. And then, you know, 
me sitting around in my nothing box mentally, just wanting to relax. By the time I'm in bed asleep, it's 11, 1130. And then I'm rinsing and repeating. So the coffee um, is, you know, it's, it's, it's doing that. It's, it's getting me up. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of snapping around. And so, yeah, no, I, I see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I held out for a while with coffee, but uh, yeah, that's a tough, tough one. But there's like, I, I if, uh, go, people can go to coffee instead of pop. Cause that's, uh, you know, that's been shown to, you know, reduce your risk for, for heart disease. Really? Uh, all, all, yeah. Like universally cardiovascular, like cardiologists are like drink coffee. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know that. That's a, that's one that you know. As as long as it's like you're you know not putting too much sugar in it, and you're you know not like loading it up with cream or something. Like Starbucks has some really sugary drinks that are you know that's that's another thing. Like people don't realize how much sugar they're intaking from some of those you know whatever mop you know frappalappuccino <laughs> whatever they call them you know, they, they, no, they it's just caffeine and... it's just caffeine with me because i dude, I'm, yeah, 30. Yeah. I'm in my 30s brother and i can't i can't be taking c4 i, I can't be i can't no. take pre i can't take pre-workout no no that's that's caffeine's yeah my pre-workout could, could you get that that crackling of lightning down your skin you feeling like yeah. you're thor <laughs> I don't need that. No, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, not at all. So, um, talk to me about childhood obesity. What's that look like? Yeah, so that's really concerning. Um, and we're, I would, and it's unprecedented the rates of childhood obesity now. At you know, at fifteen percent and climbing. Um, and we're seeing, you know, these uh, diseases that we didn't. Uh, rates we didn't see before, you know, in, in children, we're talking about kids are developing type two diabetes as, as children, which is something you usually, you don't see till middle age and, and, and older, um, high, hypertension. We're seeing kids with cardiovascular disease, Good you know, Lord plaque buildup in their, yeah, plaque buildup in their, you know, in their arteries as, as children. And it's just really scary that we have a significant portion of our children that are experiencing these significant health issues. And what does that look like 20, 30 years from now? It's very, it's very worrying. Um, uh, just on a health perspective and also just from a sustainability perspective uh, with our country and, you know, our, our health system is not doing well. And it's, you know, I don't, you know, it's, it's going to do a lot worse if we, you know, are starting kids off at, in, a, in a really bad place. And yeah, that's uh, rough. It's something that needs to be addressed, uh, and it, I don't think it's getting the attention it deserves. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. So so what it's – as a parent, right, if you, if you suspect that you're – you know, your kid's a little big and, you know, you don't want to freak out aside from – well, you just take your kid to the doctor, right? Like, mm-hmm. is there no physical signs of pre like pre diabetes on a child? Um, yeah, that, not, that's the thing. Pre diabetes can be pretty silent. Um, okay, you know, there's a difference between like the type one and the type two diabetes. Right, right, right. Um, but you know, generally, if you have you know diabetes, they're going to be like going to the bathroom more. 
uh, like urinating more. Um, they're going to be like very thirsty, drinking a lot of, you know, they're wanting to drink a lot of like water or soda or whatever. And, um, you know, those are some of the, the early signs. And then like, you, there's some emergent conditions and that can happen because of an increase in sugar, you know, and that's, you know, they can get really sick from that. Okay. <clears throat> can you, can you, I don't know if this is going to be, it's not like an ignorant question. Can you be thin and get type two diabetes? Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, well, the interesting about thing about type two diabetes, for what we know now, there is um, there. We know that there's a like a higher link to genetics with type two diabetes. Okay, but you know, for the most, and that's like a whole interesting thing about you know the risk of diabetes based on like your your heritage and there's whole like right oh yeah on why that is that's pretty interesting that's a whole nother conversation but um no, so it, it it is possible but by by like uh a wide margin obesity is related i mean diabetes type 2 diabetes is related to obesity obesity is the big driver for for diabetes for the vast majority of Okay. With that disease. So, so I've seen like one one person I've seen had type two diabetes, and that, but and then almost everyone else that I've seen, and like half the people I see in the hospital have type two diabetes are are fall into that obesity category. You said half, half. Almost half people I see in the hospital, Oof. like admitted to the hospital, have are. are have diabetes it's, Whew, it's man. a really big problem where i am and generally like you know when we're going to talk about this like being in that you know being in this category of obese and greatly increases your risk of hospital admission uh and just poor health outcomes like, right across the board from head to toe right right and that's rough that's 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 a i mean just just getting into the psychology of that and, and, and just being, being on board with that, like having it, having a family member that has it, you know, there's, there's <clears throat> black, black people mostly have, I mean, like there's a high, high level, right. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. one of those things. And, yeah. you know, like you want, like my, I have several aunts who are diabetic. My, I'll say one of my grandmothers is diabetic and it's just, one of those things where, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, man, I like, how can I help out the most as a person, as a, who has a loved one who's in that situation, right? Like encouraging and kind of trying to push, but not drag, you know what I mean? That makes sense? Mm -hmm. What are some things for people like myself, people, you know, who, who, who have loved ones and who want to keep them around? on mm -hmm. earth as long as possible before they go to the kingdom what what are some 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 things that they could be doing in terms of of that yeah um so the the big thing is um kind of just changing your your habits and trying to prioritize your just just exactly what we were talking about trying to like reduce you know your 
really like sugar intake, calorie intake, and trying to move more and getting trying to get that thirty minutes in and really right. reduce reduce you know your weight and um, because losing people with type two diabetes, if you lose the weight and it cures the diabetes in the vast majority of of people. Okay. Because I have, I mean, because I have friends who who have you know like myself as well, but their spouse may have had it, right? Or their kid yeah. may have had it. And what they did, it just just the level of commitment, they changed the diet in the entire home. The entire home's diet got changed because it shouldn't have to be that person who gets to watch you, you know, smash a bag of whatever or, or guzzle a two liter of Mountain Dew. No, 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 no. The whole house, the whole house, from top to bottom, because it just it, it's systemic, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. And so I I think that with c- coupling it with hey, we all should be healthy anyway, mm-hmm. not on the basis of hey, I'm doing this because you X Y Z blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. No 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 no. That's that, yeah. that's not how you help. Yeah no exactly like we yeah, I think it's it's just everyone benefits and you can yep. look at it well you can look at it from whatever perspective and you can you know tell your family member I try to tell my family members this look at look just kind of think like what do they prioritize like if you and you can look at really any any aspect of life like like losing the weight that you know whatever you care about it's you know, you're going to be able to enjoy that thing uh, more and with a higher, like, it'll improve your, like, quantity to be able to enjoy that thing you care about and, like, improve the, the quality because you're just, you know, people lose the weight and they just feel better. Like, they're getting all this, ec- like, weight off themselves and they're able to move around better. They have better flexibility. They're, they're It's less wear and tear on your joints, you know. And so if you like the outdoors, you're able to, I feel like you're able to enjoy that more after you lose the weight. If you like playing with your kids or grandkids, you're able to enjoy that more. Uh, you're likely to be with them longer in, in terms of, you know, in terms of life years. I think on average, obesity reduces your years by like three to seven, depending on, uh, you know. Oh, wow. Your, your I know that. I didn't know that at all. That, that's just that's just that's just life years. That's not quality, you know. Um, and we're right, right, about, right. Just overall uh, life, life like reduction. Right, right. not not the, quality. Of, not not quality in the life. And talking from people that you know have made that you know transition, which it's no doubt tough. They always talk about how their quality of life has improved. The, their back pain is 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 less or gone. Right, pain on their knees because it's 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 a lot of a lot of weight on uh, on your joints that our joints weren't really built to handle that that weight. Right, and your musculoskeletal system. Well, I I'll say this: coming off of coming off of um, the the statistics that I did and and in episode two, it's like so the numbers show that we're falling down. And in Christian participant uh, and an active participation in Christianity, right? So the numbers are dwindling down. Mm-hmm. We need to preserve. We need to preserve all human life. Period. Right. That's that's one. Mm-hmm. But two, I want to preserve the life of 
as many Christians as I possibly can because we're we're becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And like you said, the pandemic exacerbated a lot of things that we really didn't identify and put a finger on. And we could kind of blame that on the pandemic. But uh, if you go back 10, 20 years, it just shows that that's not true. It was it was steadily declining already. But the pandemic just kind of really blew it out of proportion. And so I would like to keep as many of my Christian brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, children, all of that around for as long as possible to fellowship, help evangelize, and then kind of teach, coach, and mentor each other, and then pass the gospel to other people. Like, that's just our fight. We, we, we need the numbers, and we don't have them, and we're, we're drastically losing them more and more and more. So if you have to do that, then that's what it has to be. If it has to be a fight, then let's make it a fight. And if you don't have the will to do that, then that's one of those things where I, I think personally you're kind of really reaching out um, and, and kind of seeking the help. If you have mm-hmm. that issue in your own home, you know, you you raise the issue with love and with grace and with and with respect. And on top of that, you know, you you make those sacrifices. If you honestly love that person, it's not, hey, pull yourself up by your bootstrap is, hey, let's get there together. Let's cross the threshold. Let's cross the Rubicon as a family. That is part one to the conversation with Dr. K and I. I want to wrap this up with 3 John 1-4. to To my dear friend Gaius, whom I'm, who I love in the truth, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Let us pray. Thank you for the wonderful life, God. Thank you for this wonderful life. Thank you for the friends and family you gave us to share and enjoy all of the wonders that is in it. I pray that if there's anyone listening that does not know you and wants to know more about you, that you send the right person at the right moment and deliver the right and true message of your son, King Jesus. I pray that anyone who feels like they are walking further from you or slipped off the path for a moment, that they reach out with their hearts to you again, God. Embrace them with love and welcoming back into your kingdom because your doors are never closed and all are welcomed. Amen. Until next time, stay sharp and wolf-like.